0: Hello everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I am alone. Steven is actually coming to Spokane tomorrow and we're going to be doing a podcast in person for the first time in Backseat Quarterbacks or Sports with Sterling's history. It's going to be two people podding together. So next week we'll be together, I think. I reached out to Benny, of course got no response, have no clue what he's doing. Uh, I think he has gone bankrupt gambling and has lost his apartment, lost his jobs, homeless now. Sadly, a very, a very sad time in Benny's life, but Hopefully, he'll be back in good by football season or whenever he is, okay? Uh, I wrote down what to talk about. It's going to be a quick episode. Uh, Let's get into it. First of all, Tyreek Hill traded to the Dolphins. This is first and foremost the greatest NFL offseason probably ever, and this is before the draft. Things are shaping up, though. I don't think there's many more moves to go. There's a few that we're going to talk about, including the first one. Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins for five picks, including a first and a second. Um, I'm going to go from the Chiefs' perspective first, then the Dolphins. For the Chiefs, I don't like this move in the short term, but I love this move in the long term uh, to to compensate for Tyreek Hill's absence. They've signed Juju Smith-Schuster to not only catch passes, but hopefully be a TikTok Batman to Patrick Mahomes' brothers, Jackson's Robin. How about that? And Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, now, both Pretty good receivers, not great receivers. Maybe they'll be great with Mahomes, but you're not going to be able to take the top off the defense like you could with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is, uh, without a doubt, probably the most explosive receiver in football. He's the fastest guy in football, I think, and he's didn't really show any 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 slowing down but defense started playing differently against the Chiefs uh in the last year as you saw with the two high safeties so maybe they're going to try different schemes this year uh but for next year I don't think this puts the Chiefs in a better spot they're losing their best playmaker who opens up the entire field for Travis Kelsey because he's able to get sit underneath in the in those zone routes uh listen I I'm not a Chiefs fan so I'm happy this trade was done for this year going forward though restocking on draft picks not having to pay all that cap money to um to a wide receiver when there's so many other options the draft like i said juju and uh mvs um this is a patented bill belichick type move by the chiefs trying to keep their championship window open instead of just going full on in uh for right now they've got mahomes for the next 10 to 15 years is what they're assuming and that's probably a safe assumption. To be able to keep some cap uh, maneuverability, I just butchered that word, I'm not going to go back and change it. it, is probably the smart move here. Uh, they they have the ability to get other players to come in and play with Mahomes as we saw with players taking discounts. And of course, they just got five draft picks for a single player who they got in the fifth round a few years ago. That's Tyree Kill. I like it in the future this year. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be contenders. Uh, They might be a playoff team. They're probably going to be a playoff team, but I think that they've been surpassed by a few teams in the AFC. So uh, even with Tyreek Hill. But if they did want to win this year, they'd probably want Tyreek Hill on that roster instead of the other receivers they got. Moving on for the Dolphins. Uh, This trade is probably good for the sole purpose of you get to see what you actually have in Tua. Okay, this is make or break for Tua if he's not good this year, then you know you have to move on. There's been a ton of rumors about Tom Brady to the Dolphins. Uh I fully believe that Tom Brady's not going to pl- or is going to play next year. I do not think it's for the Bucks. All uh, right, sorry. Let me rephrase this. I think Tom Brady will play this year for the Bucks now. I I believe in that now. Next season, I think he's playing another season after this, and it's going to be with the 49ers or Dolphins. I'm going to I that's my prediction. I'm leaning more towards the 49ers, but I think the Dolphins are going to go all in to get him. He's going to be a free agent after this year. They're trying to restructure his contract in uh, Tampa Bay. I do not think he's going to do that. But this year, for the Dolphins, you have Jalen Waddell, you have Mike Gasecki, and now you have uh, Tyreek Hill. In that offense, you also signed the number one tackle in free agency in Teron Armstead. This is a make or break year for Tua. And if he plays how he was projected to play, then maybe they keep him. Maybe they keep rolling with him. If he doesn't, if they miss the playoffs, I fully think they're going to move on either in the draft or by trying to sign a veteran like Tom Brady. I I like the trade. I think they gave up a little bit too much for a receiver who relies solely on his speed and is about to be 30. But for this year in, in specific... I think that this makes the Dolphins a much better team, especially with Jalen Waddell, who is kind of like Debo Samuel Jr. And you have Mike McDaniel coming over there to be the head coach. I love it. I love it. Okay. So that's that football move. The other big football move is Matt Ryan was traded to the Colts for a third rounder. Uh, Matt Ryan, still good. A lot better than Carson Wentz. The AFC adds another player uh, that is... I'd say a game changer. It makes the Colts an immediate uh, playoff team, I think. They were they should have beat the Jacksonville Jaguars last year, and Carson Wentz bottled it. So adding Mad Ryan to the mix uh, immediately moves their ceiling upwards. Good trade, and they didn't even have to give up anything. A third-round pick. This now lays into where does Baker go, and well, Baker's probably going to go to the Seahawks. I think that's 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 my take on that. Uh, the Falcons replaced Matt Ryan with Marcus Mariota. They're clearly tanking, and it would be in their best interest to try to get the first pick so they can take um, Bryce Young or um, or um, the OSU QB whose name is escaping my mind right now. Okay, that's it for football. Simple, simple. Um, let's talk real quick about the Oscars. Okay. Um, this is more, more so for clickbait stuff, because I'm going to title it after what happened at the Oscars, but actually what happened at the Oscars, first and foremost, this was a terrible year for movies. And this is coming from somebody that watches a ton of them. I did not like, uh, most of the nominees for best picture. I thought a lot of the performances in the actor and actress category were, uh, were pretty mediocre. Um, wouldn't be nominated in other years. A lot of the, a lot of the nominees. Um, but one thing happened tonight, the, What's going to be taking over the airways in the next couple of days, the slap between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Chris Rock up there delivering a joke about Will Smith's wife, Jada, and Will Smith walks up there and gives him a big old pot of the face. Um, there's speculation that it was fake, that it was staged, and that's kind of where I was leaning until I heard the 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 unedited footage and what Will Smith yelled to him and his acceptance speech after he won the Oscars uh, tonight and for Best Actor, playing uh, Venus and Serena Williams' dad and King Richard, won a, an okay movie, not a great movie. It's more of a lifetime achievement award for Will, um, for his excellence in uh, cinema over the over the last few decades. But that's, not, that's actually not important tonight. What, what really is going to make shockwaves is the slap of Chris Rock. And here's all I'm going to say about that. I cannot wait for two things. A, for Chris Rock to address it, and B, for Dave Chappelle to address it, right? That's going to be hilarious comedy. I cannot wait for comedians to actually address this. Now, if it was not staged, realistically, Will Smith probably should have got removed from the audience because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that's real acceptable behavior, but um, he wasn't removed, and he, he won the Oscar and gave the speech. Now, if it was staged, bravo, Oscars. If that was all planned, then you just got your viewership number spiked, And people are going to be tuning in uh, next year, probably, to hope something like this happens. This is why people watch these award shows. They want drama. They got it. Boom, bam. Woo. Okay, I'm just zooming through here. Um, The March Madness. We're into the final four. You have Duke, UNC. That's going to have a lot of eyes on it. And on the other side, you have Kansas, Villanova, four Blue Bloods. How about that? Um, first and foremost, shout-out St. Peter's, okay? Get into the lead eight, the 15 seed. Uh, shows the parity in college basketball, whether for the good or bad. But the final four, we got four bu- blue bloods, four... Historic franchises, Coach K's last season, he's going to have to go through the biggest rival, uh, the biggest rivalry in college basketball, Duke UNC. It's going to, I cannot wait to watch that on Saturday night. Uh, I know I'm not a big fan of college basketball. I've said this numerous times, but I cannot wait to watch that game. And hopefully, Duke wins it and uh, Coach K gets to ride off uh, on a sunset. But we know these sports stories often don't end that way. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you get upset. I am picking Duke. Uh, Gonzaga, real quick, my current university where I go to school at, uh, shit the bed in the Sweet 16. And here's my take on it. Nobody that listens to this podcast probably cares about Gonzaga basketball. Uh, it's had a few, maybe a few people, maybe a few people do. Um, maybe time for Mark View to, to go. I mean, he's a great recruiter. He's proven that. But in-game situations and actually game managing, he has not been that good for this university. They went from the lovable underdog to now the what a lot of people considered an overrated program. One seed every year, never getting over the over the hump. Um, they had their most talented team this year, and they just couldn't do it. And they got out-bodied, out uh Now, yeah, listen, you know I'm the first to blame the refs, and the refs were terrible in that game. But when the guards don't make shots, when when you go on like an eight-minute scoring drought, you don't deserve to win, and that, that's the that's the that's a matter of fact. There, I don't know what's next for for Gonzaga next year. It doesn't look like they have that greater recruiting class, but there's a lot of time left. All I'm saying is, uh, disappointing result uh, for for somebody that goes to the school. I really thought it was their year, but now I think it's Coach K's year, which I should have thought the whole time. I was saying it's going to be like that. The rest are going to help Coach K, which well, yeah, acceptable. Okay. That's it for college basketball. Look at this. I'm, this is a terrible episode. I'm sorry for everybody listening. Uh, F1, Max Verstappen beat Charles Leclerc. A great race tonight. I wish two here to talk about that. That was a fun race. Uh, what else can I say? Finally, NBA. We are officially closing in on the playoffs. I've said this every time Stephen and I have talked. Uh, Boston, the Boston Celtics have been the best team in basketball in 2022. Okay? The turnaround has been amazing, and it coincides with them getting rid of Enos Cantor, which, I don't know, you tell me. Honestly, that's all I really have to say today. It's 11 minutes I've been recording for, which, uh, it's hard to talk 11 minutes straight without drinking any water, or Coors Light, of course, but real quick, let me pop this bad boy open. Ooh, that's a silver bullet popping open, and, uh, thank you for listening tonight. Again, quick episode, 12 minutes Uh, I can do these all day. I can do a 12-minute episode every day, but I'm not going to do that. We're going to get back to the weekly format of normal length next week. I just wanted to put something out, uh, not ghost, not go ghost, uh, like we have in the past few years, and just not show back up. We're going to be back next week. We're trying to do an episode every week. Uh, Ooh, baseball's back soon, too. Didn't even get into baseball. Uh, But okay, thank you very much, everybody. See you next week.